This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. Welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. On today's episode, I will be speaking with Project Spurs Director of Digital Content, Joe Garcia. Joe and I will discuss the Spurs being on an eight-game losing streak, Alize Johnson returning to the team, and Isaiah Roby uh, off the bench this season. Let's jump right into this episode with Joe. Joe, how you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, was just a, a tad late getting here. So for the people that don't know, we're calling this Spurs Cast Take Two. <laughs> yeah, because I did Spurs Cast Take One and it was not very good. Like I was like trying to introduce you, but then I was like, wait, he might not show up. So it was just all over the place. But <laughs> I was stuck in traffic, but I am going to go back and look at Take One just so I can have a good laugh. Yeah, that's definitely one for the bloopers later on. So um, lost yeah, that episode, was the last exactly. episode. <laughs> the last episode's archives one day we'll, we'll release those. Um, yeah, Joe, so, you know, um, you know, the last time I, you were the last person I talked to you on the Spurs cast. And yeah. at that point, the Spurs were on this on a three game losing streak. Yeah. And then Thanksgiving came and it went. And now the Spurs are on an eight game losing streak. So let's talk about, you know, what's happened since our last recording together, Joe, a few weeks ago. And we did take the break off because of, you know, the Thanksgiving break. So since we last recorded, Joe, the Spurs have gone 0 5 in, in that time frame. Let's do a quick recap of all of their games, those five games. So let's begin back in California. Uh, they're, they're, they're on the road at, at the Clippers. They lose by 22 points in this one. The Clippers were favored. There was no Devin Vassell in this game. He was injured. And it was pretty much over by halftime. I mean, the Clippers had a big lead, and they, and they carried it forward. Then they go and play the Lakers uh, in, in Los Angeles, and they lose this one by even more. By 31 points, they lose to the Lakers. The Lakers were favored in this game. In this game, there was no Jakob He was on the injured list. And same scenario here. By halftime, it's pretty much a blowout. Then the Spurs return home to the AT&T Center last week, and they play the Pelicans and lose by 19 points. Uh, New Orleans was favored, and it's kind of the same story, where it's kind of New Orleans opens a, a healthy lead against them uh, midway through the second quarter, and they pretty much hold it throughout the game. And this one was notable because this is the game where we know that Keldon Johnson has been on, he's, he had been struggling recently in multiple games uh, where he wasn't even scoring like over 20 points. And this is one of the games where, where, you know, third quarter comes and he only plays like five minutes and Coach Pop actually benched him. He took him out of the game and didn't bring him back for the rest of the night. You know, I was wondering, you know, was it injury? But no, he, he was just, he just, he's, he had just been playing really, um, he, just, he just wasn't being very efficient in his minutes. And he's kind of went through that and he's kind of got it back on track in this this last game against the Lakers but again in that one that was notable then these Spurs on they had a back-to-back against the Lakers at home in San Antonio on Friday they play the Lakers and they lose by 11 the Lakers were favored and I, I wouldn't say it was a blowout but the Lakers kept a comfortable margin against the Spurs throughout the night and the Spurs got it down in the at the end of the third quarter but then the Lakers you know you were able to hold on to the game and then their most recent game is probably like a sign of, of hope for them that they might actually finally end this losing streak is because they actually played pretty well here uh they, they lost to the Lakers by just five points. The Spurs were actually favored by a half a point. There was no Anthony Davis. And then uh, the Spurs saw, uh, you know, multiple big men leave this game. So Jakob Pertl and Jeremy Sohan both got injured during this game. And then Zach Collins got ejected for fouling uh, Russell Westbrook on his on a, on a play. But, uh, but we do want to note that it was a close game throughout. And so, you know, Vegas says the Spurs should have gone one and four last in these last five games. And they ended up going 0 and five. What were your thoughts on how this team um, performed in, in these last five games? Oh, man. Well, like I was telling you before we started recording, one of the things that I had noticed is, uh, in particular, had you, like you had mentioned with Keldon Johnson uh, and Coach Pop sitting him uh, fairly quickly, you know, because he just wasn't feeling it. And basically what happens is Keldon Johnson is taking a, a, a lot of the, the team's field goal attempts. So is Devin Vassell. Um, and when you're just not having a, a good shooting night like <laughs> Keldon Johnson and you're, you're taking a lot of field goal attempts and not knocking him down, uh, at that point, you you're just a, de- a detrimental um, 
I guess, casualty uh, to the team, you know, at this point, you know, you're just coach pop probably like, you know what, you're just not feeling it tonight, body language, and then you're just not shooting. And you just go through those shooting slumps. So he just pulled them to see, hey, if the team is going to win or lose, they're going to do it by pulling together. You know, and unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards for them. But maybe, you know, Keldon is just, he just got exhausted. You know, the mental strain is one thing that I think uh, Spurs fans also have to take notice about because he is um, the leader of this team for all intents and purposes. He's the franchise player. And wearing that that moniker, you know, wearing that crown, comes with a lot of stress, you know, so we have to take that into consideration as well. But, you know, over the course of this, the, the losing streak here, I've noticed that the attempts, you know, it's not the attempts, but the assist had dipped down a little bit. And that's one thing that I had talked to about uh, with Jonas Clark as well, because we're having a discussion about the team, another Project Spurs alum. And, you know, he had kind of pointed that out. And that's something that I had observed as well, you know, that the assist had gone down. And that's when they started losing by even bigger margins. They cleaned that up again, you know, against the second game on a back-to-back against the Lakers, which I was there. There was more energy. The team played a little bit better. But still, you know, the, the, the defense, when you're looking at how good they are defensively, they're just not very good. I think they're one of the worst, if not the worst, defensive team in the NBA out of 30 teams. I think they're rated now at 30 out of 30, which is not good. Then you have, like I said, Devin Vassell and both Keldon Johnson taking the majority of the shot attempts for the for the team. And unfortunately, they're just not knocking them down. And when that happens, I mean, you compound that with poor shooting, poor shooting from beyond the arc and a, a young team who makes a lot of uh, mistakes because of inexperience mm-hmm. and the recipe for disaster. And if you go by the stats that you can see just about anywhere. If you go to NBA, you know, ESPN or you're going to basketball reference or wherever you're going, the numbers aren't going to lie. And they're going to tell you one thing that this team is just not very good. And it is what it is. Get used to that Spurs fans, because we're in the middle of a full on rebuild. Yeah. And I want to bring you know, you brought up some great points, there, especially about Kelly. You know, this is kind of what's expected. He's going to go through some, some slumps here, him and Devin at times. And, you know, they're facing a whole new thing where like the defense is, if you're, Hey, you're the leading scorer every night, guess what? We're going to game plan for you and try to take away what, what you're good at and things like that. And we've seen that, you know, he, like I, I noticed what you're saying, especially like his three point shot. He's, he's, he's a, he's a good accurate shooter, but I mean, he's going through a shooting slump here where it's almost like he's forcing them at times. He's taking a lot of, of pull-up threes and it's not a shot that he's, that he's efficient with yet. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like you, you, you pretty much talked about everything there like you know this is kind of expected for this young team uh you know i know that they got off to that surprising star where it looked like hey you know they're they gonna surprise some people but no no i mean this is kind of what it's turning into and teams have kind of figured them out a little bit and, and like you said you know um you know it shows wh- where, the, where the rankings are so let's talk about this team now joe that we're through 21 games of the season um so they are 28th on offense so they've actually gotten a little bit worse on offense since we last wow. spoke they were 25th last time their defense is still 30th like you mentioned dead last in the league their net rating he's actually decrease as well they, they're now that they have the, now the worst net rating in the league so through 21 games they are 6 and 15 overall which is 14th out west so only houston's the only team that's worse than them out west they are in the midst of this eight game losing streak and now that we've gotten to game 21 that's actually a little important because now that's basically like you know 25 percent of the season's already over and so that's a we can start talking about you know what is this team going to look like and so we're seeing though that this is definitely a team that's closer to that you know that number that 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 top three seeds in, in the lottery those those kind of picks and so right now there and you and i are recording this on a tuesday evening they, they have the fourth worst worst record in the league overall and that's just um uh, half a game ahead of the houston rockets who have the third worst record because remember the rules 
all you got to do is end up with one of the the, the the bottom three worst records, and you can end up with a 14% chance at the number one pick. So you don't have to be, you know, the Spurs don't have to end up as the worst team in the league. They just have to finish as one of the bottom three, and they have a, a really good chance at the end of the year uh, to end up with those 14% lottery odds for, for the number one pick. What are your thoughts there on just like overall, like where, where they kind of stand through 21 games? Kind of expected or? you know, disappointing. What do you you think? To me, it was kind of expected. I had been saying this even going back to last season, you know, um, when the team goes into a rebuild mode, it's going to hurt. You know, you have to go to the, go through this lull with this young team. And this is what uh, a lot of Spurs fans had asked for. They wanted the younger team out there. They wanted the young guns to go out there and ball out. You got your wish. And along with that comes a lot of losing because they're just very inexperienced right now. And the only way they're going to get better is by playing games. And what, like you were saying right now, if you look at the worst teams in the NBA, the Spurs are right there. I think they're as a couple teams, a handful of teams, I think it was five teams or six teams. The last time mm-hmm. I checked that had six wins on the season. Yeah. And that was including the Charlotte Hornets, which Spurs fans wanted them to do well this season. Unfortunately, they're not, yeah, they're not. <laughs> you know, and then again, you know, when you're looking in the Western Conference, you you have the Spurs and you have the Rockets. And then when you go into the Southwest standings, again, the Spurs are right there at the at the bottom of the barrel as well. I mean, you just have to be patient right now because it is a rebuild. There's going to be a lot of growing pains. I know Coach Pop is probably just going to keep on rotating, uh, you know, players in and out because he's going to start dealing with injury because that is also part of the game as well. So, unfortunately, it's going to be a, a long season. It's 82 games, and as you had stated, we're about a quarter of the way there. And we have the month of December coming up too, and then we know what happens after that. It's just going to be a gamut because then you have the infamous rodeo road trip. You have the NBA all-star game. You have the tread, the tread date uh, deadline coming up and the rumor mill is going to be swirling like crazy. Unfortunately, you had Jakob Pertl who did go down with injury. We hope that he's going to get better because we need his stock to be high. <laughs> you know, Spurs fans want his stock to be high. If the, the Spurs are going to go in and in fact trade him because Spurs fans are wanting first round picks. Well, if you have a healthy player, you can get that. If he's injured, not so much, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, and so now, Joe, let's talk about a move that was made on Tuesday. Um, so Tuesday morning, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski broke this news that that the Spurs were going to waive Jordan Hall, the, the guard, who's like more of like a shooter for the team right now, and they're going to be bringing back Alizé Johnson. So so who is Alizé Johnson? He was on the team before um, in, in the training camp in preseason, and he played in a few games, and he was waived. Uh, so so apparently, I, I thought that Jordan Hall was on a non-guaranteed deal, but according to Spotrack, he did have a, um, a $175,000 cap hit. Uh, that doesn't affect the Spurs' books too much. Um, you know, they're still projected to have about 28 to 30 million in cap space. So again, if they want to make a trade uh, later on in the season, they're definitely able to do that. They're a very flexible team in that way uh, with their salary cap sheet. Alize Johnson, his his deal hasn't been announced yet exactly. I um, mean, you know how, how much the money's worth. So again, it's not going to be too, too much more. I think it's either going to be a partially guaranteed or non-guaranteed deal. Uh, why did the team do this? They probably need some front court help. Like you mentioned, Joe, Jakob Pertl, um, he is out with a right knee bone bruise against the Thunder on Wednesday. And then also rookie Jeremy Sohan, who, who, is, who got injured in that last game, uh, is out with a right quad contusion. And even a player who comes off the bench in Kata Bates' job, who plays a four, he's questionable for that game on Wednesday against OKC with the left ankle sprain. So we do see, you know, we do see that multiple players in the front court are having some issues with injuries. And so that's probably why the Spurs made this move. 
Now, one thing that, that I found interesting was that, you know, by doing this movie, it shows that they're still not ready to give um, rookie Dominic Barlow some minutes. They, they kind of still want him in the G League getting minutes over there uh, rather than coming to San Antonio. And then I think a date to watch that's that's coming up soon is, is December 15th because, like you said, we're almost in December now. And when that date gets here, that, that date's significant because a lot of players who sign their free agent contracts in December, they are able to, to, to be traded. So, again, uh, not in December, in July, whenever they sign their contracts, they're able to be traded. So, again, I'm not saying the Spurs are going to make a trade, but we're going to start probably seeing some, some more rumors like like you said, uh, as, a, as, that, as that date approaches. And then who's Alizé Johnson? He's a 6'7 forward, um, 6'7", 6'8 forward who plays closer to the basket. In four preseason games with the Spurs, he, he averaged about seven minutes, one and a half points, 3.3 rebounds, one assist. He really didn't play much. Uh, it was mainly like a, a, at the end of games. And But per um, one of our Project Spurs colleagues, Jonas Clark, he did tweet this earlier. Uh, Jonas tweeted... Um, uh, that uh, Johnson's averaging 22 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, and shooting 40% from three in Austin right now with, with the Austin Spurs. And he scored 25-plus points in four of six Austin games. So, again, in the G League, he's been playing very well. What are your thoughts, Joe, on the Spurs uh, waving Hall but then um, signing Johnson? It's, it's insurance. You know, and you look at Zach Collins as well, and he just came back from injury and right away got ejected when the Spurs played the Lakers on that second game of the back-to-back. Um, you know, I, I think it's showing that the Spurs are just – wanting to be safe rather than sorry, because if you go ahead and just rely on Zach Collins, who's again, just coming back from injury, there's not a guarantee that he's going to stay healthy. We've already seen him go down early on in the season. And again, you just never know what's going to happen. And you have to be able to rotate your players out to try to keep all the bodies out there healthy. And, you know, they're going to have other issues that you don't account for, like people getting ejected or getting into foul trouble early, you know? So you have to have insurance. I mean, who else are they going to go and put out there? Uh, Gorgie Dang, you know, <laughs> Coach Pop has shown that he has him as a DNP. And again, Gorgie is just insurance as well. You know, mm-hmm. that's why they have him as a DNP most nights because he's, you know, not the the third option. He is the fourth option and he doesn't really get a lot of minutes. So, you know, as, as far as that goes, it's a move uh, to just go ahead and solidify just having healthy bodies available in case something happens, you know, um, and the move, you know, as far as uh, Barlow goes as well, I mean, you you want your your rookie to go ahead and get some playing time, especially in the Austin, you know, G League, uh, you know, over there with the Austin Spurs, should I say, in the G League, because he's just going to get experience. Maybe the Spurs just see that maybe the rookie's just not particularly ready. There's some aspects of his game that they want him to work on. And right now, you know, uh, before the injuries hit, there wasn't a lot of playing time to go around. Now with the injuries, especially to Sohan, maybe Coach Pop might change his mind and call the rookie up for a game or two and then go ahead and put him back. But usually that happens if they're going to play the second game of a back-to-back and Coach Pop wants to rest some of the players who have been, you know, seeing extended minutes. And usually that'll happen when they're on the road rather than than, than them playing at home. So that's something to look forward to as well, you know, as the Spurs get ready to hit the road. And, you know, I got to say, Paul, when you're looking at their road record and their home record, it's horrible, man. <laughs> They're about identical. I think it was something crazy. Like last time I saw it was like three and seven or something like that. Um, it, w- it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> when I was seeing how bad they were away from the AT&T Center and at home, I mean... It, it doesn't matter where they're at. It's, this is the team that you you have right now if you're a San Antonio Spurs fan. And all you can do is just cheer them on and just look for the little intangibles. And that's going to be yeah. growth. You, you like that you're seeing the effort. And you also like, Paul, that it bothers the team because they're losing. You hear a lot of good things after the mm-hmm. games, even though they're losing. Uh, I believe it was Trey Jones who had said, we're tired of losing this. They're frustrated. They're talking with each other. 
And that's a good thing. They actually care. If they wouldn't do, if you didn't hear them saying that, there would be cause for concern. But since it bothers them and they're putting in the effort, they're just not winning. These are the things that you want being a fan of, 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 of the San Antonio Spurs. So just be patient. Yeah. And I think like going back to Barlow, I think that we will, you know, eventually I think like after like February, March, like we'll start to see him yeah. in, in a few games here with the Spurs. I think especially like as, as, as the trade deadline goes and comes, like I think multiple pl- veteran players might get, end up getting moved. So if that happens, you know, there's going to definitely be some minutes there for us. But I think if, like, again, down the line, yeah, you're going to see him. And we haven't seen a lot of Josh Richardson either because of the injury. Yeah, he's been injured too. I, I noticed that that he actually hasn't played since I think we last recorded. Like he he really yeah. has, he's been on the injured list. Yeah, and so he's like questionable for this game against the Thunder. But yeah, he he's also been out for a while too now. Um, and so like one thing you just said there, Joe, was like is is a perfect example of a player we're going to talk about. You know, you just in, in a in a season like this where it's a real rebuilding season, you know, there's not going to be a lot of wins. You know, they, they, this is kind of what's expected. There is you, you want to look for like those small signs of like growth. They're players who are like you know playing well, maybe not getting a lot of minutes. And so one of those players let's talk about today is uh, Isaiah Roby. He's actually you know in the midst of this eight game losing streak it seems like he's pretty impactful in his minutes when he goes out there now we do want to know he doesn't play a lot of minutes so there's some nights that pop won't even play him um so so or he just maybe give him like five minutes out there so let's just talk about how he's played so far uh so far this season tonight am i gonna sh- i am gonna show this one visually real quick let's see here okay here we go we got it. all right so isaiah roby in 16 games with the spurs this year um on offense first uh 13 minutes he's averaging uh, when he does play five points, he's averaging three rebounds, one assist, zero turnovers, and those stats are rounded. He's mainly playing the four for the Spurs whenever whenever Pop puts him out there, but there's been a few chance, a few circumstances where he has used him as a small ball five. We do want to note that he doesn't take a lot of shot attempts, so, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through his shooting numbers in a bit, but we want to note that it's a very low volume, only four attempts, a shot attempts he takes per game, and he does take at least over one three-pointer game and 1.6 three-point attempts. So his shooting, you know, that's one thing that, that I've noticed that's been very impressive is his, his outside shots. So his, his paint scoring... Um, 55% of his shots come from the paint and he, and he's scoring well near the rim. He's averaging about, um, he's only missed eight shots, 16 out of 24. So he's efficient there. And then his three point shooting, both from the corners and above the break have been efficient. And we know that defenses don't trust his three pointer. So, so they're leaving, they're leaving him wide open where 69% of his attempts come from the wide open three and he's making them pretty well. And then it's a, it's just a few um, pull up threes, but he's actually making those as well. And then as far as like where he ranks compared to other bigs, I just wanted to see, you know, where does he rank compared to the other bigs in the league? I use cleaningtheglass.com for this. And he does, compared to other bigs, he actually takes care of the ball well and he moves it pretty well um, compared to other players at his position. Um, his assist percentage is pretty high and so is his turnover percentage. And then for his position, he doesn't shoot much close to the rim, but um, but he does shoot a good amount of threes for his position. What are your thoughts, Joe, on, on Isaiah Roby so far through 16 games on offense? Yeah, I, I like the pickup, you know, of Isaiah Roby in the offseason by the San Antonio Spurs. Again, you know, just having a healthy body out there. And the one thing that I did particularly, particularly like about Isaiah Roby is he's a very versatile player. Even watching him in the handful of games that I've been to at the AT&T Center, I pay uh, close attention to him when he's in the game just to see how well he moves out there on the court. And I got to say, you know, his movement is great. You know, I see him move well without the ball as well in the open court. I I like him in the open court. He can make good decisions. And he's also a a, a decent passer, you know. Um, And the thing is, is since he's already played a a, a little bit in this league, you can kind of say that he is a vet now. You know, he's not just a a brand new rookie. Um, He has that experience, you know, and that's one of the things that this uh, young Spurs team is lacking. So anytime you have a young player who has experience, that's great for the younger players because he can impart that knowledge onto them. But just seeing the the way that Isaiah Roby uh, fits with the San Antonio Spurs squad, I I like the move and the pickup by the Spurs. And the one thing is I'd like to know here is he doesn't play a lot of minutes. And, and the reason I think behind that is there's not a lot of minutes to go around. And the second is 
Coach Pop knows that it takes a little bit of time for any player to get acclimated to the San Antonio Spurs system. So as he gets more comfortable within the system, I think Pop will go ahead and let him play uh, even more minutes. But he might get uh, a lot of minutes if somebody goes down and is not healthy. Coach Pop might not have any other choice but but to play the kid. But it's good to know that you at least have the caliber of one Isaiah Roby in your arsenal. Yeah, we saw that, I think, in the Lakers game, how, like, Jeremy Sohan went down due to injury, and then, you know, Roby got a lot of those minutes there at the four because, again, that's where Pop prefers to play him. As far as defensively, not, not too many numbers stick out here, but like you said, he's a very versatile player who Pop can kind of plug in a different position. So uh, he's averaging about just one foul per game, zero st- steals, zero blocks, uh, stats rounded. And then per 36 minutes, where does he stand out compared to his other teammates in the front court? Uh, he does stand out in deflections and, and not fouling much compared to to um, his other teammates. But like you mentioned, Joe, I think that the main thing there for him is that uh, he's like a, like a flexible defender that Pop can kind of uh, plug into different positions there. All right, so again, that wasn't that wasn't too too long of an episode. We again, we just wanted to mainly talk about the um, you know the Spurs unfortunately being an eight game losing streak. <laughs> There's not much to talk about there. And then um, you know, and then we'll see if they if they end, end that, that that losing streak on, on um in, in OKC on on Wednesday. Uh, you know, the big news there was today was that they did sign Alizé Johnson, and then of course we want to talk about Isaiah Roby. So thanks to Joe for joining me on this episode of the Spurs Cast. I also want to thank uh, say thank you to Joe for mixing and producing this episode from all of us at Project Spurs. Stay safe and have a great day. See you.